I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we and should we be should working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, <laughs> say <Okay>. it. <laughs> All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And, and we, we should, should be, be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. So, what's your take? Is um, is Elon an evil genius, or is he actually just a crazy person? I guess. For, what's the what is what is the thing that he's done that's evil? Well, take over Twitter was supposedly evil, and letting like Kanye and Trump and all them back on Twitter was supposedly evil. But I, I mean, I don't know. Listen, he he's handling being the richest man in the world much better than i would that's all i gotta say <laughs> I mean, that's a fair take yeah if, if anyone's cr- boohooing about some billionaire buying twitter some social media platform that you could just not use i mean i have like one retweet in my entire life and that's it uh but like i, I don't know it, it just seems I, don't, I would do so many worse things with billions and billions of dollars i mean i just would it's yeah, it is pretty hard to imagine like that not making you a little bit crazy. But like, yeah, I was just telling Eric while we were waiting for you to join back. Like, I, I think everybody fully expected Twitter to have exploded by now, and it hasn't. You know, it's been weeks since he fall- fired like however much you know over fifty percent of the company, and then had that I... ultimatum since then, and it, like the site's still chugging along. It made it through the World Cup. You know, the, honestly, I think I, I mean like I knew what Elon like it, it's it's exactly what I said it was going to be. Like when I was talking with my friends and stuff, but it, like maybe not to the craziest detail of letting Kanye because who knew he was going to become fucking Hitler in the last month or yeah. whatever. But yeah. you know shit like that. But like uh, like the whole Elon thing, it was like he 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 wanted to pull it away from the advertisers, which he did. He went in and fucking kiboshed all the advertisements on Twitter. It was just like, bam, let's get rid of all this shit. Now they don't have their fucking boots on our necks while we are just a social platform. And then he did what everything he said he was going to do. Like he, he, he wasn't just like, Oh, I'm going to secretly buy this public company and then secretly plot to do all this crazy shit. He's just like, no, this is what I'm going to do with it. And it was like, no, please. Ah, protest. Ah, boycott. He's just like, Oh, look, it runs better than it ever has. And we no longer fucking bow down to advertisements and advertisers. And I don't know. I don't know. Even the subscription thing for for the verification. Like, why does verification have to be? Know, that seemed like that blew attention. up. That that feels Wait. like like I I get that he just goes and tries things, and like I think sometimes the right idea is to try things and see what breaks. That one just broke really fast. Well, I mean, of course, right? There, it broke giant in a spectacular ways, I will say. They were enjoyable to me. But yeah, <laughs> but but the, but the even even that the fact that everyone took it so seriously, like it was the end of the world because that happened. Like mm-hmm. it goes back, it goes back to like check the source. Like don't fucking just believe whatever you see that shows up on your screen. Fucking check sources. Like read the fucking subtitle of who it actually is instead of the fucking like username that can be a copy of anything else. Like what I don't understand I, the tools that you're using. I think I also like for part of for me, I mean if if all he did was destroy Twitter, I think it would be an improvement for humanity. So like I think I come with a I'm not really worried about what he does because I don't really see Twitter providing particularly large amount of value. Um, well, I think so. I, I just think I, I think people take Twitter too seriously. Like that. That's all. That's it. Yeah. I, I think. I think just people in general. It, it's just the way the whole social structure built out the past decade or two of like you know social media and all this shit. Like it, it just everybody got entwined with it, and it was just like holy fuck. Yeah, there was like somebody who made a comment which I thought in in, in its pettiness was perfect. It was like. I mean, he's hurting the fourth largest social network in the world. Like, it's just not that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, the point of being, it's like, it's like everybody feels like Twitter is the, is like the only place that we have dialogue right. in society, and it's not. It's a very it's small place, part of the internet. <laughs> it's actually the place with the most limited dialogue. Yes, yes, it's a very small part of the I mean, internet. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I. I mean, I mean, I'm no Twitter yeah. fanboy. I never even use Twitter except to like auto publish my blog posts. But I feel like that's unfair. 
Like, uh, what's on? Oh there? no, it's starting again. Uh. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Dropkick. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, you can plug it in just not in here. Uh, Eric drop kicking one of his kids. The kid would just go fly. <laughs> no way! I would love it if his kid just came out of nowhere and drop kicked Eric just on his shoulder, but like fell off. You know, like yeah. no, no damage done. Just like. Yeah, yeah. Eric would just like casually look to the side, like what just happened. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, Twitter is actually a pretty big deal. Like, it is not inconceivable to think that major wars could be started based on a tweet, for example. And True, that seems but like, that, that's what. How can you say that and say it's not a big deal? No, but but no, that's what I'm saying. Is like people uh, people are, have gotten too into it. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like it's too it's too ingrained into I, I guess... people's lives. It, so it is a channel of communicating. And yes, people could try to communicate something and it could be a big deal. But if it went away, it wouldn't stop people from being able to fight wars. Like, you'd find another place to say your stuff. And like, the point oh. is that people communicate in lots of other channels, even more than Twitter. Yeah. Like, the, the amount Especially of... Especially globally. Yeah. The, you just, just compare it to Facebook. And it's like, a, it's, it's a little tiny thing <laughs> compared to this other social network. Which is gigantic, is my point. So it is a very small social network um, that we put a lot of. Uh, we politically put a lot. The U.S. political system puts a lot of thing in it, because I think a lot of reporters are on it. Is really what it comes down to. But I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Yeah, I so. mean, I well, I, I don't know. I'm, I also am not a fan of social media in general. So I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a problem. The three of us maybe shouldn't be talking about this because I'm sure that we <laughs> none of us are taking taking it very much. Yeah, so, some person from I mean, Iran's been trying to hack my Twitter account for like the past month. <laughs> you should let them and just see what they post. I'd be really curious. Right? Just like a fucking let it go. <laughs> yeah, like what do you? Happens. It's not like you use it. You know, it'd be fun. It'd be like a case study. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a right. fair point. That like, if Twitter disappeared tomorrow, then what a value would be lost? I, I don't know. Um, from that point of view, I, would, I can. I, I wouldn't know yeah. where to go when. Uh, my favorite TV show isn't streaming, and I need to find out how upset everybody is in the world. That would be the only thing that I would lose. The hmm. only way that I've ever Maybe. stumbled across a tweet is in when they're embedded in articles that are like talking about the tweet, <laughs> or <laughs> if my friends have screenshotted a tweet and sent it to me. Well, and that's the thing, though. I think that this is where we're weird. Well, we're not weird. There are people that aren't aren't, aren't us. I think we're probably not weird. I think we're right. most people. I'm also there not people, on TikTok. Right. I think there are people, I mean, I remember we've had this discussion before. Like there are people that get their news from social media. Right. Yeah. I think oh, that's yeah. crazy sure. and bad for your health. So I'm not going to do that. But people do do that. And there are people that, that, that use Twitter deeply. And so it would affect their lives if Twitter went away. It would probably be in a positive. I cannot have your brother do it. You know, I'm not going to spell it right. Well, do you want me to spell it wrong? Elbow drop. <laughs> both. So you're you're telling how old is he? How old's Renee, Eric? He's six. Seventy seven. You're telling your six year old that you can't spell as good as him? Is that what you're saying? I'm telling him to go ask his ten year old brother. That's <laughs> the that's the educated recently educated one. <laughs> yeah. I I mean Renee you... Renee Rene probably has another year before you can spell better than me. It's just not that. It's not a high bar to clear. So, don't don't. Did you, don't did act you sh- like you can still spell? Did you spell? Did you, you use AI generated How did you do everything? A, what? Yeah. You in spelling tests like growing up. That was horrible. Oh really? Okay, so this isn't like a an old like even even when you were actively trying to study for tests, you still just couldn't get it together. I cannot spell. I'm. I, That's so fascinating. I, I was, they put me in junior high, uh, they put me in the uh, like advanced English class because they put me in all the advanced, I was switching schools, I switch schools a lot, right? So I get to a new school and it depends on what they test me first, whether they think that I'm going to be really good at everything or really bad at everything. <laughs> so this one, they must have tested me in math first and they were like, oh, you're really good at stuff. So they put me in all the honest classes and we were doing these spelling tests and I was just, it was like a spelling bee and I was like, oh my God, which <laughs> is the word, I mean, I must have just <laughs> looked like the dumbest kid that had ever existed. <laughs> and uh, and they knocked me down to like remedial English from the honors English class. And then I was there for a few months. And then my, my 
my ability to compensate for my horrible English skills got me back up to sort of the normal English, but I never been uh, able to spell. Yeah. If you so. if you have access to the words ahead of time, like can you memorize them or does that not work either? No. Interesting, but you play, you're anything. good at other forms of memorization, right? Uh, I, I think the big thing is I don't have phonics skills. You didn't do hooked like, on probably, phonics? I, I did. My grandmother paid for hooked on phonics for me, and it did not work. And it did not work? <laughs> no. I mean, I probably have dyslexia. I probably, like, you know, I just, I don't, I mean, I do have a general memory. Like, that's how I know words, is I generally see what they look like. I just don't know how to pronounce them. So, I, I, yeah, so I can't spell them. So, yeah. So, like, if you, if you come across a new word, you guys. I, I was going to yeah. say, what happens if somebody says a word and, like, the, do you think of the thing that it is right away? Or the, is that a misfire as well? Like, is the input a misfire as well as the output? Yeah, I don't think I think of words as, like, the spelling. I don't know if they have a spelling representation of them. That's interesting to think about. Um but I mean, for the longest time, I thought the word proletariat was pronounced postulate because it looks a lot like postulate. And I knew the word postulate <laughs> when I started reading more things that were proletariat. Um, but they're not the same word, even close. So yeah, I think you make some assumptions in that one, buddy. I make I make a lot of assumptions. If you give me the beginning and end of a word, I will like, I'll probably get it right better than most people because that's like, how I think of words. You're like more than six characters. Baloney. <laughs> Start with this just, letter just and end with this letter. The that's middle the thing. Yeah, the middle of words are really unimportant to me. So um, you came up with like the A, one, one, Y, and all of those. Those are the exactly. one that, that L, one, eight, ends. <laughs> the problem with that is that you have to know the number of letters in between. So it's still not going to work out for me. <laughs> are, you a, are you a slow reader though? Um... Not particularly, but I mean, I'm not a speed reader. But no, I read pretty fast. Pretty normal. So if it's already spelled out, like you can convert that to meaning in your head as fast as a normal person. Yeah, and also I, I think that uh, I'm very, like I'm really bad at editing, of course, because I just read over mistakes constantly. <laughs> because yeah. I'm not paying attention to the details of the words. So I can read pretty fast, and I'm pretty good at reading things. Maybe if I don't even recognize a few words, getting context. You know, There's other things that my brain compensates well for like understanding context and using that to fill in gaps. I just um, enjoy the thought of you in school, like turning in homework and the teacher returns in and be like, fix these and you can get, you know, just a lower grade. And then you do, you just keep turning in the same paper. Cause like, it's perfect. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I mean, I would do things, wrong here. when I, when I edit things, I, I, I basically read through my thing backwards, like not, not reading it backwards, but like I read each sentence backwards. Mm-hmm. So that I break the context of which I'm reading the sentence in. And when I do that, then I will see errors. Um, ah. So you can't uh, be in like the same flow, brain flow, flow right. or whatever. Because yeah. think about like, one of the things that I, that I get wrong all the time is, t- is tense. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> I just miss that all the time. So if I'm reading something and I know what tense is supposed to be coming, I will definitely read it as that tense. But if I'm reading it backwards, I'll be like, oh, that needed an ED. Uh, <laughs> let's put that in there. So, uh, Yeah, I just figured out what you meant by tense. Yeah, so like E yeah. versus 8, you would just skip right over yeah. it. Right. Yeah. That w- it would just be fine because if I, in the context of what I'm talking about, I probably know what it was. So Interesting. All right, so maybe that's why reading is easy for you because like even if the book you were reading was totally wrong, you you still like it would matter to you. Yeah. Because you just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd still make up your own sentences in your head, so your own story and, formulates. And the thing is, most like they've done experiments, and most people do just fine when they read bad stuff like that. I mean, that's why people learn summer fieldian pretty easily. Um, it just drives people crazy. I think it's really the bigger problem. It's like uh, you know, it's it's like our local newspaper. My wife is like, I cannot read that newspaper because it just has so many errors in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just drives her crazy, right? <laughs> so, to read I, it. So. My favorite is when somebody is like super confident about reading out loud, but they don't mm-hmm. read the actual words that are there. They like inject words and stuff. That's always my favorite. And I'm just like, oh, all right. I guess yeah. I'm with this. That is also another technique I do is to read what I'm saying out loud. Uh, and I'll just, it'll be like, what the hell was I saying there? And when I spoke, like, when I heard it back, it didn't work, right? Because I'm, but, right. but yeah, but sometimes still, I'll just read it you know. the right way. I mean, there I was one where I had a blog post and somebody was like, look at the title, Eric. My best friend was like, look at the title of that. 
And I looked at the title. I looked at the title for like 10 minutes. And I was like, ah, you got to tell me. I'm sorry. I know this is fun for you. Uh, but I have no idea what's wrong with that. So what was it? Do you remember? I was just the wrong word. I just literally used the wrong word. So yeah, it was... Uh, well, uh, saying out, Nancy always makes fun of me when we're playing Yahtzee because I'll throw the dice down and then I'll be like two, two, three, five, five. I'll just like say them out loud and it helps me. And mm -hmm. so maybe, maybe there's something there, you know, maybe everybody has their own version of like things that they need to say out loud for them to really incorporate it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Michael Scott with his, uh, what was it called? Where he makes like, what does he say out loud? Phrases where he makes phrases. Oh about yeah. Until, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Katie Lang, Baldy, yeah, and that's how he remembers it. <laughs> and it actually works for him. Or, or no, you're like talking about pizza, uh, pizza, pizza. Tony, Tony, fat guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I when you know when my, my kids are younger, my wife would spell things at me so that they wouldn't, uh, and, and it was so hard. Uh, yes, I, I would like be like doing this. And she would just laugh and stare at me, which of course just made her do it more. Uh, she childproofed yeah. her, yeah. her conversation with you. I'm, I'm sure that she. I'm sure she was like, "Let's see if I can push this and just you know give me words that are a little bit harder than the ones she needed to say, <laughs> just so that I would." Yeah. So That's it's pretty great. And then they would they would be. I mean, my kids got good at spelling because they had to learn to spell from what I was saying pretty quickly. So. And now your wife and your children have their own language. So they, they can do that to understand. me. Yes. It's called English. Yes. <laughs> well. So the, the kids have this thing called un. Have you guys ever heard of un? No. So you probably heard of pig Latin, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's like, yeah. So un is another type of language like this. And what you do is you spell the word, and every consonant you add un to the end of it, and every vowel you just say the letter. So like hi would be hung I. No. Right? That sounds really hard. Yeah. It is. It's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous language that I've ever heard of. And they just will just spout it off to each other. And it's like, it's not even fair. Like, I have to spell, like, the prerequisite for the language is being able to spell. So I'm wearing really some children's mouth shut if that's <laughs> happening. And they'll, like, try so, to like, translate songs into it, which is hysterical. It's like, like oh. you know, it's like ten times as long. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Summerfield would be, like, sung among earth. Sung you um sung you mung mung e rung fung i e lung dung. Oh wow, that's too much work, man. That's so hard. Oh, I was, it is. I wasn't it's, close. It's ridiculous. I said dung. Yes, you say. All right. Can I talk about this? Can I ask you no, about critter? Shut the hell up. Y'all have something you want to talk about? I thought we Wait, were going to talk about Tinder. What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? I want to talk about, about poker. I, I still can't hear you because you spoke over you again. I want to talk about performance reviews. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> performance, performance reviews. reviews. <laughs> why, why performance reviews? Because it's performance like, review season, and I'm writing. I'm writing performance but, reviews, and I'm what? What? I like Eric's idea better of poker. Why do you want to talk about poker? Poker. Because Eric okay, won't play me poker anymore. Because I won like some well, fictional I, game that he didn't lose any real money in. Did we actually play poker? I think I just was smart and never played poker against you. I won't play no, poker we, against you, and I don't play poker against Toby. We played that that fake oh, game. Oh, that fake the, game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, talk about poker, and I'll find a way to, to make that into a conversation about performance reviews. Why do you want to talk about performance reviews? You wanted to talk about an article before the call. Yeah, I thought the we were call happened. Tinder. You talked about something completely different, and then now you want to talk yeah. about something completely, completely different. Yeah, so the four options are Tinder inequality, chat GPT, poker, and performance reviews. And performance reviews are just on my mind because I've been writing them all day today. And I think that they're stupid. I mean, but I've been against reviews poker. since the very beginning. I mean, we could go to any of our past talks about it that have been recorded. Have either of you... All right, let me just ask one question. And we'll see if this goes somewhere. And if, if not, feel free to bring up poker. Have either of you ever been on the receiving end of a, of a performance review that you would say was valuable? Uh, no. I don't think you should ever be on the receiving end of a performance review that's valuable. So then why have them? Because uh, they make sure that you are never on, the, that they're never valuable. <laughs> so <laughs> so when they do become valuable, sense. you're in trouble? Or yes. Like, 
if they are valuable, some the, kind of the, hole the, to dig out of. If they're in trouble, I mean, not for, it's not the person that's getting the review that's in trouble. It's the manager that's in trouble. But they make sure that the manager's doing their job. But no, they don't like that. I don't understand how they make sure. It, like to me, they help the manager not do their job because it gets the manager out of providing real time feedback on the fly. Because no, they because that, that's can just my save point. It for the performance review. If they save it for the performance mm-hmm. review, if 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 you if if somebody if one of your reports hears something new in the performance review, then you failed. But if you didn't have a performance review, then there wouldn't be that option. Right. Then maybe they would never hear it ever. <laughs> That's the point. Point of review is a, is, a, is a check-in to be like, have you been doing your job for the last six months? Well, think right, about it. So Go through think- and make sure that there's all this stuff that you should have told your report. Have you told it all to them? Either of y'all ever gotten surprises from performance review? I mean, I've gotten like I- a negative <laughs> review. And it's like, fuck them. And there's like, well, it's because you did this. And I was just like, no, dumbasses. No, that's not what happened. You know, I've, I've always just been, fuck you, kind of thing. I think I've told the story about getting my performance review with the spelling thing, right? To harken back to that. Have I, have I told that story to you guys? I, I don't know. With the spelling thing. I don't think so, that. So at one point I switched and I had, I had Danny as a manager after not having, you know, different <laughs> managers all the time. And on the performance review was like, you know, this... Something about writing skills. And Man, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Over 50 doesn't know how to spell. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's on, that's on the review all the time. Yep, that one's always there. Okay. And then he was like, so we're going to do, what are we going to do about that? And I was like, I literally said, oh, that's something we do something about? Uh, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> that was, was like, just oh, a okay. Okay. Let's talk about that then. <laughs> And so oh, I self-improvement. I get <laughs> yes. it. I get it. Yeah. So then I actually did something about it. So, but, um, so that was one where I expected it to be there, but I didn't expect I was supposed to do something about it. So that was, I would say that was a valuable thing that came out of that. And it was valuable for the whole company that had to interact with me because then I got Grammarly and everybody's life was approved. Did it never occur to you to try to fix that before then? <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> it, it occurred to me to change the way that I spoke day to day so that I fit in better. It didn't occur to Eric to just learn how to spell in his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> he just took it for granted that it was impossible and never examined that. <laughs> Yeah, that, it was like a you know you just, you just have to deal with that. That's what Eric does. It's like a stutter. <laughs> All right. So if performance reviews are done well, then they are a waste of time. Is the yes. If, if management is done well, performance reviews are uh, not. A, they're a uh, they're a bureaucratic exercise. I think. Uh, okay. Like for me, for me, the one value that I see consistently is people get to hear a lot of nice things that other people have said about them. Same thing. That shouldn't be happening in performance review. You shouldn't hear anything new. You shouldn't hear any new and nice in your performance review that you haven't already heard. But that's but that's what peer feedback is like for performance reviews. If the managers ask you know three people for peer feedback, those three people are going to list all the reasons why they like working with that person, and that's just never ever ever going to happen outside of a manager saying, "I need you to write a review of this person so I can use it for their performance review." I, I think mean, that is not true. As, as someone who's not a manager. In this, I would say if if you want to give me good feedback or like positive reviews or whatever, show it in my salary. I mean, I, I don't give a fuck about your words. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of companies do like it. Maybe not in your salary, but you know, like a lot of companies base bonuses and equity and stuff like that on the rating you get in your performance review. Um, right. I think that's another thing. There you go ahead. Well, I think that's where it becomes a formality, right? Is like that that directly affects that. So then that's the only reason if you're in that system to pay attention and do that stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. someone like me, I, I, I purposely chose a job where we don't have that kind of system at the company. I, I still think that a manager should be getting that information. Like th- that information you're getting to the individual, not just because of the performance evaluation. What what information? The nice things their coworkers say about them? Yeah, anything that's going to be in the in the performance evaluation. It should be the most boring and like bureaucratic thing possible. That's success. Can we change topics? Yeah, we can talk about poker. I still have a lot more to say about this, but but like what? Like you, something you that just, goes in a different direction? Yeah, no, but, but I, 
Yeah, no, I'm saying, are you are you going to take it in a different direction, or are you just going to hammer it, like, the same point, <laughs> and then make Eric reply with the same exact yeah, phrase? Yeah, you've again? already lost this point three times, so do I have to say the answer again? Can you say something that will make me say something different? I wouldn't word it as you lost, but I'm going to say that <laughs> it's getting a little repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I have different points, but I'm, now I'm actually curious. What, why do y'all want to talk about poker so much? I don't want to talk about poker. Just anything else. Why do you want to talk about poker, Eric? Oh, I've just been getting into poker recently, and I, you know, I thought I'd let whenever you want to get your paycheck, we can play. Okay. Are you are you betting real money? I'm going to start betting real money in, shortly. Why? It was more fun. I'm going to bet very small amounts of real money, but yes. Come into the water, Eric. It's nice and warm. Because I peed. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, so here's my question. Right. Do you feel like... I'm so bored. Enriched by adding poker to it? If you look what? at it as a hobby or like a, yeah. a skill... If you look at it as like, like a financial thing, then like a financial uh, necessity, like you know, living off of it, I could tell you from personal experience, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not a good ride. I mean, it's a fun. I mean, you you do crazy shit. I could say that happens, but I don't know if that's you know good or bad. Depends on your morals. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's like all hobbies, really. Like they say, if you turn your hobby into a job, then you'll just learn to hate it. Oh, I didn't learn to hate it. I mean, I. I I loved it. It was just like I, I, I knew from that experience. I, I went to college. Like I was like, oh fuck, I need like financial stability because you know not knowing if you're gonna make rent, and then you owe people money and stuff is just, it's not a fun place to be in. Yeah, if you're trying, if you're trying, if you're gonna make enough money to live off of, you have to gamble a lot of money. And every day, sure it comes out. It has, yeah. it has to be like an everyday, all day grind. It, and then you play. <laughs> You play averages. You don't play, you know. Oh, I won a ton tonight. I'm I'm gonna eat steak and blah blah blah. It's like, oh shit, that offsets the loss from the past three weeks that I was taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm. yeah. So it's just like a steady grind. Like it's not. Yeah. Is it actually exciting when you get to that point? It. it I mean, it for different reasons too for different people. But yeah, I mean, like you could get crazy adrenaline rushes. At, at like the worst times too. Like, I mean, you, you trap somebody and you have like the nuts or like the best hand that's mathematically possible. Uh, and like uh-huh. the person's just fucking all pushing all in on you. And you're just like, oh, thank you. And then he's like, call. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's gotta give be me, pretty me, good feeling. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, up, up I mean, to that point, you know, your heart's racing and fucking, I mean, yeah. I get super hot. <laughs> like, I mean, I just run hot, but if I'm just sitting there and like all that's happening, I have to like, actively stay still and not like do that. Or, or if I've been talking shit the whole time is the best. Cause then that's when you trap them and then you just talk more shit, flip over your cards. It's like, give me all your money, go home. Fuck you. I mean, all right. So here's my, my thing is like, to me on, on, on average, it is a net loss for my like happiness because if I win a hand, it feels a little bit good. And if I lose a hand, it feels a lot bad. And then the, the balance just doesn't make sense. And so it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it just being like an overall I, I positive think, thing for somebody's life. I think, first of all, uh, you can't think of – you can't get the joy from – like you should get as much joy from laying down a hand you were going to lose as you get from winning a hand. Because like, you know, if there's six people playing, you only have the best hand one out of every six times because <laughs> it's not like you yeah. do anything, right? There's no play to make your hand better. There's only a play to – decide whether you're going to win this, whether your hand is any better than theirs or whether you can get them to, to think that your hand is better. Right. So like, I don't know. I think, I think you just have to change the, what your, what's the joy point is. Yeah. It, like, like I said, it has to be like a, um, a hobby or a skill that you're trying to, you're, you're trying to like master or get better at. Cause I mean, you mm-hmm. can do, I mean, it, it helps with reading body language a lot and like, helps with like liars and conversations and stuff like yeah all kinds mm-hmm. of things i mean and any it even helps you to if like sharpen your your cunning and you know the, your own deception skills and whatnot as well and controlling like i said your emotions or you know your 
your body responses and whatnot. And there's lots of fun math involved in poker too. So that's another yeah, the part probabilities is. is but yeah, you can drive yourself true. nuts as well with that. Yes. Like if you if you take a really bad beat, I've I've been there too. It just fucking yeah. spins you out. And you're just like, oh my. There's like two percent chance. Why would you even fucking call? I had you dead to rights. You son of a. You know. Yeah. It just feels like how, work. That's like, how that works. A game, a game where you have to be calculating the whole time, and you know, like grinding out little wins here and there. I don't know. It's, it, it, it becomes it's, it's just not for me, I guess. Well, well, so so like my buddy Jordan. I mean, he he recreationally plays poker in Vegas still, and like what it, it becomes automatic for him. So like he's watching movies on his phone and stuff while he's playing hands, and if it's not a certain hand that he says he would play for X amount of dollars. And, you know, he has, like, a whole system that he just follows, and then it's just automated. So, like, he just goes and, like, he can hit... I mean, his card recognition is out of this world. He can take a quick peek and just know what it is and what to do within seconds. But then he also knows the whole act of it and stuff, If he, especially if he wants people to call and, you know, trap people, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, it becomes very automatic. Like, I mean, and, and especially when poker was online and people were doing that big, people were playing, like... Eight to ten to twenty tables at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I I don't know, man. Like it just seems. I tried to do to me. like I tried to do multi-tabling, and I decided the only way I could do it is if I'm not playing very many hands, because it was really hard to yeah. play two hands actively. So it's really yeah. about like I'm going to play this hand. I'm not going to look at these boards for a while, and then I'll go. But it, but it makes it so you get a hand to play much more often because you know. Uh, anywhere from a third to two thirds of your hands, you don't play. So depending on how loose you're being or how tight you're being. So it lets you just play more hands. Like, so I can see that being a, a way of doing the multi-tabling, but, but playing well, multiple it, at the same time is terrifying. Well, and you're just playing odds at that point. So then you have your hard limits and then you can do the math real quick of what you see on the right. screen and just click out, fold, whatever, bet, mm-hmm. raise, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's just, you it's just a flowchart at that point. Why do you think poacher, poacher, poker is like somehow poacher. correlated or has this connotation of being like a, a, a thing for sketchy people, you know? Or like because a thing that happens in like dark rooms with smoke everywhere and stuff. Oh, like, because it was illegal. It's gambling. Yeah. I mean, it still is in many cases. <laughs> yeah. Most experiences that I have of playing poker. But like other casino games don't feel like that to me. Uh, like dice. <laughs> I don't know what world you're thinking of. That any gambling game yeah. is not sketchy. They're all sketchy. What's the thing where the? I mean, like what's the thing where playing the quarter flip around? as an elementary school roulette. Roulette, yeah. Or slots. <laughs> I it's don't know. Like all of those, yeah. Oh all... my gosh. But but like I said, yeah. even me playing quarter flip in elementary school is sketchy as shit. Like yes. teachers and stuff would like take our money or like you know, send me to the principal's office. Yeah, yeah. Who do you play with? You just play online, Eric? Yeah. You got your kids? In I have here? a friend here that maybe we'll try to do a, a live game, but uh, we'll see. What was, what'd you say? Did you try to get your kids into it yet? Uh, they played poker the other day at a friend's house, um, and the guy, the, the kid who taught them all it, he went out first. Sell a one. <laughs> That's uh, usually how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was this one flip over where I was watching them play and they were betting and betting and betting. And then they flipped over the cards and two of the people had seven, two unsuited, which is the worst. Poker <laughs> the worst hand, yeah. yes. And one of them won. Worst hand. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Oh, Critter, to go back to like any enjoyment you get in the game, like some of my favorite things is shit we used to do. I mean, back in the day, but like you catch people, which means like, they'll bet some absurd amount up front and you're like, Oh, you have aces or Kings or something. You know, you've been playing a while. You, you kind of can put them on a hand based on what they bet. And then you like follow them in with four, two offsuit. And then the flop is like two, five, three, or, or, or like ace, five, three or something, or, you know, mm-hmm. three, five, six. And, and they're just like, Oh fuck. I'm, I can have a straight draw and, you know, top pair. And they just fucking like start hammering, trying to scare everyone away. And you're just like, all right, I'm just going to sit here. Okay, cool. Awesome. 
right? Give me all your money. And then at the end, when you flip over, you know, a shitty hand, they're just like, oh my God, I can't believe you'd call $20 pre-flop. I got, oh, you're just like, we've been playing for three hours. You do the same shit. So like one of the things is, is that you do try to figure out what other people's cards are. And so hands like that, they don't think you have those cards. Like they are confident that you don't have those cards. And so it makes it much more valid, makes it much more fun. When you play with or them, so. or it's about your reveal too. That's a game that you can play with them, like a mind game. It's like when you're playing shitty cards, like four two offsuit or something like that, and you beat people. And you show them, and you make sure everybody sees it, and they're like, "Oh, this guy plays trash." And then the next hand, you have kings or aces, and it's like, "Oh, he's gonna call whatever I bet," and then you just trap them that way. And yeah, yeah. Y'all know, and uh, did you ever see the movie Rounders, Eric? I know Jason's seen it. Yes. No. Has not seen Rounders. Okay, do you remember the scene where he, like, walks in and reads everybody's hand when the professors are all playing at that table, like, pretty early in the in the movie? You know that? Mm-hmm. I forget I remember that, yeah. Is, there, is that, is that a, a question for either of you? Is that, like, this movie magic, or is that actually possible with top players where they can read cues that well? I don't think they could. In one hand, you would not be able to read everybody's hands. But if you watch them play for a while, I bet you the good people can do a good job of putting people on their hands, yeah. I will say if you want like somebody who's really good at placing people on hands, like spooky good, is uh Daniel Negranu. Mm-hmm. That's his name, right? Negranu? Yeah. His last name? Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean he loses a lot of videos. Yes, there are even videos where he call, he tells them what their hand is and then he bets anyways and loses. Yeah. So he yeah, he, he does this he does he he does a thing called pays to see. So he, he likes to he likes to read people. This is what we were saying with like a skill or technique or whatever. He likes to read people and like get people and be really good at that. And like he, he's just famous for like doing these massive calls just to be like, you have pocket tens. And he he knows he would lose to pocket tens if they have pocket tens, but he wants the information and he's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna you know, he's playing with other people's money and whatever. So it, you know, it's the whole system. But yeah. But it's pretty funny. It is definitely a, a meme of him guessing what the hand is and then losing it. But yeah, yeah. My, the thing in Rounders was that's when I knew John Malkovich was an amazing actor because he did the worst Russian accent of all time, and yet he was still just amazing and fantastic in that role. It's just like you're just like, yeah, you're just your presence is good enough to get through what you sound like right now and still be amazing. So yeah, that was a great movie. That movie's so dang good. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> All right. We'll go I love all the nicknames topic. for the hands. I mean, we can. Um, yeah, let's talk about Tinder. I'm curious to get y'all's take on this. Uh, so I um, I posted an article in the, in the Slack earlier, but the summary of it is this. The bottom 80% of men in terms of attractiveness are competing for the bottom 22% of women. You with me so far? Yeah. And then the flip side of that is that the top 78 percent of women and, are and, we, and the reason the that is the reason is because let, let bought, him finish let, the whole thing okay but let, yeah let him finish the whole summary and the the top 78 percent of women are competing for the top 20 percent of men um and it goes on to say that a man of average attractiveness would be liked by one out of every 115 women on tinder so, like, the, the title of the thing is, like, guys, unless you were really hot, you're probably better off not even wasting your time on Tinder. Yeah. I mean, and there's also exceptions to that, of course. But, like, as, as a general rule, yes, I, I would have to agree. But, all right, so and the stats. reason why they're getting to that is because they're saying that uh, only 20% of men are getting any likes, basically. Right? Like, that's the premise. That's any why, matches, like, yeah. Any matches, Okay. Where women swipe right on them as well as the man, so they both they both like each other essentially in the app, mm-hmm. which then opens dialogue and dates, etc. Yada yada. Right. So, so the are the twenty percent of men swiping right on all those women? Well, so I mean, there, there's like, man, this is actually kind of a loaded question, but not. I mean, so there's many perspectives. So, so one of the perspectives is like women now have such high standards for men, mm-hmm. and it becomes this thing where like women are always want to date above. I mean, rightfully so, they should have standards. Not speaking against anybody here, but like they, they're 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 aiming higher, right? Because they make money now. Sorry, now being 
since more women are in the workforce, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. All, all these things over the, all the years, right? Like all the free, not freedoms, but like rights and et cetera, and trying to close the wage gap. So like they're making better wages and they require men to also make, you know, what they're making are greater, but then like the average male is making less and not like graduating college and all this. Stuff. Like there's just like a whole bunch of balancing and offsets that are happening. And it's this weird time in dating. From what I'm saying, I I guess so. But I'm just saying, is could it just be explained by the fact that there are less likes for men? Well, so there's just so there's just as many likes, but the majority of them are going to a smaller portion of men who are based off of attractiveness. But how like, can there be just as many? Like, does a does the average woman like as many women as the average man does? You mean average like, woman? Wait, like, say that again. Uh, yeah. So I guess. If you added up all the likes that exist, are there uh-huh. equal numbers for men and women? I think there. I think it's. It would be. I would assume that bit, the men like everyone, way more. Right? What? what yeah, there, well, does it say anything about like the actual totals on either side in the article, critter, or like on? Yeah, on that's the what study I was trying itself? to. That's what I was trying to look for. I because I would imagine there'd be some this, kind of balancing for the study. My take on this is that the only way they would be equal is if there are like five times as many women on Tinder as there are men, like mathematically, it just doesn't work out unless there's way more women than men. So I think if there's an equal number of women and men on Tinder for the sake of discussion, then men are liking like five times more people than women are just based on the percentages. Yeah. Or Or it could be that they're liking the same number and there's just a lot more men on than there are women. No, so the the whole the whole thing of the stat, Eric, is that the mass of the women, like the majority of the women, so seventy eight percent of twenty of of a hundred percent are liking twenty mm-hmm. percent of men, whereas eighty percent of men are is the inverse, right? No, it's yeah. Uh, my point is that all you have to do is say like, so let's say if we just adjusted what like means. It's a match. Right, you could, it, it, it's open dialogue. It's it's actually go from hey, we're just on an app to like hey, we're talking now. That that's what it's it's a it's an actual match. Right. So oh. I guess my I, I found I found this. It says uh, comparing comparing yeah comparing the data blah blah. blah. Um, for a random female male Tinder interaction, the male is likely to like the female six point two times more often than the female likes the male. Yeah. Okay. So for every one person that a woman likes, six uh, a man likes six people. So just the women are basically pickier. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's picky. what I'm saying. It, is yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the standards that women are accepting are are higher than they they have been because everything like is pushing forward essentially, which is not or, a bad thing. Just, it's just I mean, or they're just more willing to not find someone. It's probably actually what it comes down to. Well, they're, yeah, they're more comfortable. Are, are they right? They, they right. it's more flexible or whatever you want to call it. Like it, it's better than it has been. So now it's like okay, we have more decisions or no decision at all if we don't want it, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it just says that the men are thirstier. You know, the men are like, I need I need a woman now, and the women are like, oh, I wonder if you know if a really hot guy comes along, that'd be cool. But otherwise, I'm fine just hanging out with my friends tonight, whatever. Um, right. Yeah. I, you know, to me, that, then, that explains it. Yeah, and and it's a weird time socially as well, and, and like being in the middle of it. Like, I mean, I mean I'm 37. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to like be like settling down and having kids, or should have been <laughs> like the past few years. So like, um, just going into the dating pool. I I, I just won't touch the apps anymore. I just think the headline is a little misleading because. Uh, it, it it's it's literal. Well, how is it misleading? Well, because so the headline: the bottom eighty percent of men are fighting over the bottom twenty-two percent of women, and the top seventy-eight are fighting over the top twenty percent of men. Yes, like it's 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 stats. It's no, because what's happening is that the men are just open to a bigger group of people. They're still fighting over the top twenty-two percent of like the higher end of the women too. I mean, they have the the thing is, is if those women don't like them back, then they're not. What they're saying is how, that's how the likes are happening. The likes have to be in both parties, so that's how the numbers are falling when both parties are liking each other. 
So even even though the bottom 80 whatever percent of men like the top 1% of the women, if none of those 1% of the women like the men back, it doesn't count for this statistic. I guess this puts forth the idea that... This is results. This is statistical results from whatever study, Eric. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's literal. What what, uh, what idea does it put forth? <laughs> I guess I'm sort of, it doesn't make sense to me in the sense of, so what we're saying is that there's... Women just have higher standards, that's it, and it's not a bad thing. No, no, I hear that part, but this, the bottom, the, the part that I think is problematic is the bottom, that doesn't make sense to me, I guess, is the bottom 80% of men are fighting over the bottom 20% of women. Yes, mm-hmm. because they're the only ones that swipe back on the bottom 80% of men. Yeah, if you're not in the bottom 20% of women, you're probably not desperate enough to be swiping on right. anybody that's not in the top 20% of men. Right. So, like, women's standards are set higher than what the average male whatever is. Like, whatever the expectations are for the average male nowadays. Like, there, there's a term, I don't know what the definition is, but it's like a high-value male is what I've heard randomly, but I, I don't know what the actual definition of it is. That's my middle name, by the way. So, I guess the interesting <laughs> thing is, like, so the outcome of this, if we're following this, is that almost all of the women that are in the bottom 20 percent get a match they all get the yes and they not only do they get the match but they get to pick like between lots from of people. a bigger pool yeah yeah, yeah. They get, like, yeah, yeah. so, average, so they get to pick five people yes yeah, so, on the so other the side idea, yes only one out of every five of the top 80 percent of women even get a yes. match yes it's not favorable to the top 80 whatever percent of women it's favorable to the bottom 80 percent of men if they match right but they have a smaller so pool if, and if so like, was the only way balance. that led to breeding then i would like, be fucked oh like, well you, you, no uh, well basically no, no, I, I would unattractiveness, <laughs> I, 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 no, I can tell I, you from the odds of this <laughs> but I, I would have to go i would have to settle pretty hard <laughs> To reprocreate. Even if you're settling, you're still only one in five chance that you're going to hit anything. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it would be like, it, it would be hard for but me. I would is, be in trouble. I would be in the, the 80% point is, of men. The point is that the, uh, that we would see a decrease in the overall attractiveness of humanity. If twi- if Tinder was the only way that we made matches, <laughs> which I would be fucked there too, because I don't fucking tweet. I don't even know my password. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. You said there would be a... Say that one more time, Eric. Okay, so... So 20%... So the the 80% of women, right, are going after 20% of the men. So only one in five of them, right, are, are hitting... Are hitting uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's all of them, right? So the average in there is, like, not the top 20%, but lower than that, right? But the bottom 22% of women, everyone's getting laid. And so they're all having babies. And so half of the people that are breeding are in the bottom 22%. So it's a very strong bias towards unattractiveness in the breeding pool. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, this isn't making sense to me. The bottom. This is just matching 20, for dating. If yeah, you're a I'm saying, woman, but, no I'm matter what, you get that. And have, <laughs> no, it's not true. That's not true. Uh, Why not? In this scenario, uh, 60% of women are not getting laid. Oh, you mean like... No, they are. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying now. No, because they don't find a match. No, yeah, they, they, they do. They be... No, what no what the statistic is saying is it's the same or, I guess, being recycled in a large group uh, of the women. Same men are getting recycled. And then it's right, a smaller right. group of women that have a larger so, right. access to so men. If you, so if you step past the if you step past the uh, like monogamy piece, what really what it is that eighty percent of women are hooking up with ten percent twenty percent of men and twenty percent of men are hooking up with eighty percent of women. Yes. Kind of. You said the same thing in two different or matching, orders. at least. No, 80% well, that, that, that's of men are going to have 20% right. of women. Uh-huh. Right. So 20% of women get to have lots of people that they... Well, so, so it's the top 10%. Right. Yeah, so it's like an inverse, So if you don't think... If you get rid of monogamy, then it's just a, a matter of how many people are getting it on. Right. It's just matching. That's why. So so this is this is Tinder use and, and matching. So like... Right. It, it, like, again, it's a, it's a result that leads to technically... But, if but you, you also say a hookup, but not necessarily. You also got to think that, like, the bottom 20%... The bottom twenty percent of women are probably hooking up with like percentages sixty through eighty of men. Like, well, that would in... be the preference, right? I mean, they're they're even yeah. swiping for the top twenty percent, but I mean, those are the one the right. that means they're like the, not swipe back, right? Yeah, that means like the yeah. top 
of the 80% is swiping below what their technical or perceived value would be. Right. So, so it just means if, if you're like average or below average as a man and you want to, and you want these apps to work for you, then you just have to swipe right on like everyone, everyone. Yeah. 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 Like it doesn't even matter how terrible they are. If you want to have any chance of doing anything, then you just go crazy. Well, it just, it just becomes weird. Like even, I mean, from personal use, it, it's like you, even if you match with somebody and stuff, it it's just like, you, you honestly get left on red more than anything just because they have so many options, right? Mm-hmm. Women, women have far mm-hmm. more options. So uh, I mean, from my personal experience again, so like just fucking, if you're going to scream at, well, the, I guess at the screen I, or whatever, fuck off. Um, but that's, I guess that's the thing I'm getting at. It's like, it is, is there a whole bunch of people being left or is there just a whole bunch of people hooking up with multiple people? Well, it's, it's a bunch of things, right? I mean, there's like, and, right. Well, that, right. And, and there's like so many statistics. And I mean, you're talking, I don't know. That's, that's why if you, if you try to extrapolate it just from the matches on Tinder, then you go into like, is it marriage? I guess, is it relationships? but even it... I would love to see, so they have the matches, but I'd love to see, cause they also record if you go out, right? Uh, I know Hinge does like a survey, but I don't even know if if there's like Tinder does. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know what even the stats would be of that. I'd also love to see the the male male and female female numbers. Yeah, I see too. Well, and if you're talking about um, just hooking up, I mean the the grinder numbers have to be insane, right? Right, but but I wonder if grinder has the same structure. Right, I wonder if grinder has the same structure. Do y'all have your Slack open? I just sent you a picture from this article that's pretty interesting. It shows like the x-axis is female attractiveness and y-axis is male attractiveness. And it shows like as female attractiveness increases, it's really exponential the amount of males that they have access to. Or no, the opposite of exponential. I don't know. The opposite is true. It increases really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing where it's, it's... I guess that's the part where it actually seems weird. It's not that they are... This is the part that I think is not clear. It's like the reason why this is occurring is because the more attractive the women are, the less that they're choosing. Like their pool is smaller. Why? Why would you? Why would you settle? Like as say say a ten, say an eight out of ten, like an objective I, eight. If you remove whatever PC stuff you have, filters you have, like an objective eight mm-hmm. or higher in your head, it'd be whoever. Like because they, you want. That's my point. Because. I, I think they, the they want the best that's available to them. And if they have access to the top 1% of the 1%, but like settling to them would be someone in the top I 10%. Think, I think you know what I'm saying? Needs, it's, I think Tinder needs rake shakes loading. I think that's what I'm falling on here. Well, so, so it's, it's very aesthetically driven and it, it like that, that, that's kind of the point that it's getting at is like, that. that's why I like meeting people in real life. You actually, the stats are like far different because you have personality mm-hmm. in play and like, you know, tone and all, all kinds of different things like environment, yada, yada. And so, so like, it, it's just, I don't know that this kind of shit just, it, it's more I of mean, a wake up call that I, I need to stop being so socially awkward. Is I'm, what I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying that that's not true, but I guess the, the definition of attractiveness here is literally, it, it's a little bit of a, of a loop because the definition of attractiveness is that they get likes. So well, it is it how, how well matter they how out. they're attractive. It's actually how well do you take a, a selfie? Like, how good do you look in a selfie? That, that's no, but I guess I'm saying, but I'm saying whether people, the reason why people give likes, like the word attractiveness here has nothing to do with how attractive a person is. It's how much they got liked on Tinder. Yeah, that's that's the metric right. they're looking at. Yeah, yeah, that's what right. they're that, um, that's what they're equating to attractiveness. Yes, right. And so, yeah, I mean, it could be other things. Gotta... It could be that you wrote a really great paragraph about yourself. Um, I doubt that. Rarely. But read it unless they're already interested though. <laughs> and considering I don't I don't know if you've seen I don't know if you've been on the app, but like it's a full I, it's I a full not. screen picture. <laughs> well well it's a full screen right. picture of the girl or the person and you don't see the, the bio unless you swipe up or whatever right. to see it. Yeah, so it's you could just sit there and just swipe on pictures all day if you wanted to. But also, like, you know, we're talking about, like, uh, the percentage of good-looking babies and stuff. Like, this is just Tinder. Tinder is specifically for hooking up. So I bet people are, like, way more biased towards physical attractiveness as opposed to, like, other apps that are more trying to, you know, find, like, life mates. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like there's just better ways to meet 
people uh, just from my experience. I mean, I, I've, I've been doing the, the apps I guess, stuff probably what, since I came I out. Guess, so like, why would it be different though in person? Like, isn't this also happening in a bar? I mean, well, it, no, because you, can, you, don't... you can still approach a girl. And if so, like, if you come up with like a cool or like a funny intro line or like, you know, a quick one-liner or something, or just offer to buy somebody a, a drink, which I've done recently, and it works. Like, it, it just opened mm-hmm. a conversation. It, it just matters your approach. Like, if you come in and be like, hey, suck my dick, you know, you're not going to get... Or maybe but you guess, do, and then you get what you I, want. So, but, you know, so, who knows? <laughs> you do, never you do that a lot. It's a, it's a quality, it's quality, of, yeah. quality over quality. <laughs> it's a numbers game. You'll eventually get yeah. But I, I guess the but point is that... Yeah. I'm trying to say is that so the difference here, like maybe this is exaggerated because it's narrow. Uh, it's easy to say no. Yes. Yeah. You, you and get, it, you, you get your best picks no matter who you are. And the way that that ha- like the way that that results is this, that we're talking about now based off of I mean, attractiveness of matches and yada, yada. But I, I guess what I'm saying is that the cost of, like it's it's almost like a sunk cost fallacy. Like if you if you have to engage with people, then it probably opens up your spectrum of what's going to be acceptable because you you, are, you basically have to get more information. Yes. Where with this you have you there's so little information you have to get before you swipe. Well, I mean, it depends also, on what you're looking for. I mean, if you're in a bar, then you're like if you're on Tinder, it feels like there's just an infinite supply. You know, like you don't have to be picky because yeah. there's always going to be more people you can swipe through. But in a bar, there's yeah, like only so the many people. Yeah. yeah, if there's I mean, twenty would, people in a bar, then you've got twenty people to choose from. And it would be interesting just, to see this over time. Like, does somebody's swipe expand in one direction or another over time? Oh, it definitely does. That I mean, I'm sure you can find those stats too. That like, if I mean, Eugene's not that big. Like, the dating pool here is not that big, especially on the apps. Like, there's a ton of repeats, and it's like, oh fuck. No, no, I'm talking. I mean, I'm talking about player. like. Like, you know, you, you're swiping, swiping, and you're not getting any matches. Does that, do you start swiping? Did you open yeah, your pool bigger? You expand it. Yeah. Of expand course. Your, right. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, it goes but, from like 10 mile radius to like a 20 mile radius. Because well, there's it, still it lots of women not getting matches. Well, it, it also doesn't matter, right? It depends on like who I'm swiping right on and like yeah, I still, my I still value. The, I and still it's all subjective like, of like. Yes, I still think there's a huge gap here because we don't know about matches. We don't know about. Self-worth and. About date? No, we don't know. We don't know about the outcomes. Well, well of course, yeah. Because the, all the, these the only are... the only outcome is the match that we're talking about. Right, but I guess my point is, if you're getting lots of matches, mm-hmm. but you don't get any dates, mm-hmm. then you maybe would expand your pool. Like that's that's what I don't quite understand. Like the twenty, so the twenty percent of men, eighty percent of women that are getting matches with twenty percent of the men, mm-hmm. are they all getting dates? I mean, in in a line, you know, everybody has to take a number. It's like dating well, on an I, island. I mean, I don't. I, I think probably what happens is, yeah, okay, I, I get where you're going with this, Eric. Yeah, I mean, like if you're if you're a top twenty percent of men and you swipe right on the top eighty percent of women, and then you're going to have a lot of options, and you would probably pick the top twenty percent as the people that you actually try and go out with. Right. Right. So is it just hiding the fact that 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 selection is happening later? Yeah, so in essence, it really doesn't matter if you get a match if you're if you're not if you don't actually go out because uh, yeah then, okay I, I'm with you now. But okay, but so also what's happening if we're talking about later and if you want to go down a rabbit hole, I could send you some stuff later. But uh, it, 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 what's happening later is that like men are are like cheating. Like the the, top, the what we're considering or what this article is considering the top twenty percent or top ten percent of men are more likely to cheat than the bottom 80% of men because the, the like dynamic right. change, right? They're, because they're, the pools are, there's more options and yada, yada, yada. So like, even right. when you get somebody to commit, then the likelihood of like how high they are, whatever in the hierarchy of whatever your attractiveness is, then the more likely they are to just be like, Oh, I'm, I'm bored with you. We have an off week. Eh, I'm going to go see what Todd's doing. You know, it, it, there's just like, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, I have this like, my wife always has this idea that I'm going to cheat on her someday, and it's like the most ridiculous thing. That I'm definitely in that bottom piece. It's like I, I caught a fish. Like what? What would I do? Why? Why would I mess that up in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> and it's like she just has that expectation, mostly because she's convinced that I'm attractive. 
Um, and I don't, you know, don't try to, to, to disturb that, but it's funny, right? It's like the idea that, yeah, yeah. Like, that happens all the time. There's so yeah. much that happens in the world. <laughs> well, well, there's also exceptions to all of this, and this is like this is all just like like you're saying. It's it's a narrow, it's a narrow but like generic stat to just write an article so that it's a talking point. But like, talking point. The, the, I mean, I mean, when, all I'm taking but, away from it is that women are more picky. Yeah. In the first iteration. Yeah, I mean that it. it yeah, it. it's not the way it is. Is not going to be permanent for sure, and and like. Cool that so, like I get left on red more. That's fine. I'm just gonna approach women at like in person at places that you know I'm at the doing things that I like to do kind of thing. You know the old. But board. just I guess that's the point is like just like you're getting left on red by a lot of women. Yeah, that's what's happening to all the women that only pick the top twenty percent. Right, and and my what I'm doing. Too, but but what I'm doing is not fucking diving into more apps anymore. You know what I'm saying is I'm actually right. taking actionable steps of so, like real life. Right, and, so I have a question. How would you fix it? So I think I have a fix to this problem. Online? Yes. I think I said it flippantly earlier, but I'm going to say it not flippantly this time. I think rank choice is a better way of doing this. A what? Are you saying rake? Rake choice? Rank choice? I'm basically saying I think rate? we should instead of yes, instead of just yes or no, it um, should be just comparative. Five. No, like literally comparative. Like they should give you two people, and you should pick which one you like more. Well, that's oh, like the hot or not anything. type of deal. I, I think it's. Just, I think it becomes. Isn't it essentially the same thing? No, I, I don't. I don't. Are, well, aren't you? Aren't you comparing your next swipe against the last person you swiped yes to? No, no, but that's binary. Sense? I'm. We're creating an ordered list of all of the people. So is it recycled so that everyone gets a number, like all the way down? So like if you swipe. Right. And then you get the tier, and then that's like yeah, that's so you, your algorithm. No, no, no. So you get all. So the point is that you pick the beat the people, right? And then what the match is is we're gonna find the highest person up on the list. Like we're gonna compare. We're gonna we're gonna uh, normalize the outcomes so that you're getting somebody on your list at the same level as they're getting somebody on their list. And we so think I that's a good match. What I hear you saying is you want to build like a spectrum, and then you just want to kill everyone on the extremes of that spectrum. No, I think I think I could make an algorithm <laughs> where everybody got a match, basically, and it would be the best match that they could get. But what if they're not happy about their match that you then, decided then, for them? Then, then they, you know, then you keep going. I, I don't think it works because I think that men want matches way more than women. So I think there's always going to be. You think oh, there has okay. to be this deficit? I think men match or will swipe right with less points of value or information than women. But that's that, right. But that's the whole point of it. When you're doing comparative, it doesn't matter because it's now comparative. But, but no, well, Eric, I mean, I'm it, saying it like, I'm saying in your solution, uh, in your solution, you would give a woman like the best match she could get. And she would look at that and she would still say, no, nah, it's not good enough. I'd rather just be alone. Yeah. Oh, okay. he a but then, but, yeah. But then, but then that's, that's fine. We haven't done this weird so it's the thing, same where thing we, though. Yeah, then uh, it just becomes the same algorithm well, because or, it's like back to the, the woman, top or the woman, list. Or the woman goes, oh, this is as good as I can get? Okay, actually, I'm willing to go for it. Eric, like, wait, and the, and the other one, maybe they don't get that. Like, the point is that like, you have to guess where you fit in the pool in a method like this. I mean, you find pretty quick, like, right? I mean, after you're at the top. Well, well, I mean, no Eric, matter who you match with, right? Because then you just you would guess based off of who your matches are, and then you would gauge off of that how you rate those people. And you'd be like, oh, I'm in the bottom, whatever. I mean, I guess now. maybe you could take this thing where you do this swiping left and right thing, and then you could you could set a person that this is the person at the lowest. But then you could at least get like, hey, by the way, we didn't find any matches for you, but this would have matched down here. Are you sure? And they prepare a little desperate <laughs> yeah. that night. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, might go, go for it. you go down to you go down to Larry Loser over here, then you might yes. stand a chance. Yes, that's what I'm but saying. Again, like, basically, you get you get more options. But but again, like so so this is talking about Tinder. Hinge has like most compatible options, and like they have like a a, a rose system of like you know you it's you get one every month, and then you get to like send them a message. I don't know, fucking. It's supposedly right. it's some algorithm that gives it but yeah it, it's it's heavily skewed against men do not spend money on dating apps no matter who you are really um i don't know i'm just saying fucking, i'm gonna go build this algorithm person. now yeah i, I actually think I, I it'd think, be hilarious 
if you as a Eric. married man created a dating app. Yeah, a dating app. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, truly, Eric, I, I think I think the less the less algorithm it, algorithm that you build, like, and just let it go wild. And just let people match with whoever they match with without like forcing it to be on. That would be phone. that would also be a, a, a really fun way to do it. It's like tell them to do whatever, but then yeah. just randomly just assign people. <laughs> well, yeah, tell you, them you, you have, have this like very complicated algorithm that's gonna find well, a you, match. Just yeah, you give them like top ten every day, and that's the only people <laughs> oh, yes. they get to see or something like that. Yeah, but have it be random, and then yeah, people be like, yeah, "Oh yeah. my god, man, they just nailed this for me all the time. It's amazing." <laughs> I feel like it's plenty of singles in your area. All right, all right. It's, anyway, it's weekend time, and I got a I got a Christmas show to go to, so I'll talk to you later. All right, see y'all. Have a right. have a good New Year. Well, I guess this might be 2013, 14, 2014 podcast. So you yeah, all have a good 2014 <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so have fun. Years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Y'all. You know how old you are. <laughs> <laughs>